Levi and Rachel, they are not here today. They couldn't make it today because of, um, I think it's his um, grandmother's birthday today. So, like, they are not here. But, um, Levi, uh, uh, oh, yeah, they're online. So, yeah, we send our love to you guys. So, they've helped us practice. Like, they've been there for us, but they couldn't come today. So, yeah, so, um, another YC service. And the good thing is that the last time we were here, a lot of people were praying that we did not have enough girls because it was just like literally all boys. Joanna was probably the only girl that we had. <laughs> and like literally, and she was feeling it. So the church prayed, and we've been praying for girls. And as you can see, those were girls that came up. So thank God for answered prayers. Um, I don't even, like literally, their testimony blew me away. I don't know about you guys, but like literally, I thought I had the words. But once I heard them, it's like, They've already preached. I don't think there is any more anyone can say to what they all add to what they've just said because, like, that was personal. That came from their heart, and you could actually feel it. Like, although they were young, and that's one thing I love about God. No matter how old you are, no matter who you are, He can talk to anyone. He can touch you to anyone. Now, anyone can speak God's word, and I'm not. I was really touched today. So, um, so Emily and um, Diana, thank you very much for your testimony. And um, my prayer for you is that this is just the beginning. Bigger testimonies are to come. Because if there's one thing we talk about YC, it's about like how your relationship with God is that like it's not a religion, it's a relationship. And you grow every day, like you come closer to God. It's a one-on-one thing. It's not about us and God, it's about me and God. That relationship is very, very important. And I'm so proud of each and every one of the guys in here because like I have seen them grown for like literally some of them were even like toddlers when I first met them and now look at them like literally up here singing, playing instruments and all that. So guys, I'm really proud of each and every one of you, as I said before. So so the word faith over fear. The very first time I don't know if you've seen all the t shirts, the Y C T shirts. So the Y C motor is meant to be um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I did not know. I only got that in my heart. So my cousin was one that designed the t-shirt. So I went to her. I was like, I need a t-shirt. Like, let's design a logo, let's do something. So we sat down together. We played around with ideas. And she done the t-shirts. But the Bible verse that was so strong in my heart was, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I brought the t-shirts. The first set, I think I only had about five of them. I brought them to church. I can't remember. Was it before Christmas or so. When I brought them to church and I was like handing out to them, so Caleb, the minute I gave it to him, he started laughing. And I looked at him like, why are you laughing? What's so funny? I was like, this Bible verse right here was my, it's my first Bible verse. This was the Bible verse they gave me. Was it when you became a Christian or something like when you went to like this was the Bible verse they gave me. So this actually means a lot to me. So you know that this is our um, uh, memory verse, that it really means a lot. And I was like, oh, but not enough it. This morning again, everyone was in there practicing and all that. Sue called me again. And I was like, oh, how are you doing, Sue? You normally like, give a kiss on the chair, we're having a chat, da, da, da. And she was like, I woke up this morning and I was praying for you guys. And the Bible verse that God gave me was still the same Bible verse. Philippians. And that just shows you how God, whenever he gives you a message, he confirms whatever he's giving you. And it's just so amazing that like literally like, how God has always been there for each and every one of us. And it comes to the word of faith. And for us, like being Christians, faith is everything. Every single thing comes from our faith, our belief in God. That's what sets us apart. 
And the, good, the beautiful thing about God is that literally, as you go, as you go through life, He will like, literally take you through a process where you grow in every single way. A very good example, I don't know, not a lot of people go to the gym here, but I'll use the gym as an analogy. So, for you. When you get to the gym the very first day, you work out, you don't feel anything, you go home. You might feel a bit tired, but you don't really feel it. When you wake up the next morning, oh my God. <coughs> Especially if you haven't worked out in a long time, you are going to feel the pain. But now there is a choice for you. Actually, there are two choices for you. Do you just take that thing that you felt that day and like, nah, I'm not going back. Or you decide to go back. Okay, you know what? I might feel the pain now, but in time, I will see the results as well. So, people take two different routes. Some people will decide, okay, you know what? I will face the pain. Let's see what will happen. It is a process. I will go. And before you know what's happening, consistency, we keep on going, we start seeing changes. <laughs> we start seeing changes. And if you decide that you're not going back, that is it. You will remain the way you are. Likewise, in your faith, you need to practice your faith. You need to believe in God. God has given each and every one of you. You have words that I don't even know of, that God knows. Of. Because as I said, it's a relationship between you and God. There's certain words that God has actually put in your heart. And it is for you as a person. But the thing is that you cannot stop believing. You have to keep on believing in God's word. Because it is, that is where everything actually stems from. In Bible verse, in um, Isaiah chapter 40, uh, verse, 20, uh, verse 29 to 31, says, He gives strength to the weary, and to him who has no might, he will increase power. Even youth, grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly. But those who wait on the Lord, um, sorry, those who wait on the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings. Uh, they will lift up uh, their wings and rise up close to God, like eagles rising towards the sun. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not get tired. And not get tired. That Bible verse, when I was actually going through it, it actually flipped the other way. But when you start your walk with God, it is a walk at first. So you start slowly, you and God, steadily. You start to know God, who God is. That's your walk. Bit by bit, you grow your relationship with God. He talks to you, you talk to Him. He starts looking at you where you are. From there, when you do, when He starts giving you that strength, the next thing is you start running with God. That's when all those things start happening. All those amazing things. Because this is like the next level and God starts taking you through this journey. And before you know what's happening, you are flying. But it is a process. You cannot just say one day, like, oh yeah, because I pray today, that is it. In everybody's heart, God has actually put something in there. And that's the thing, our dreams are quite different. They, there's this thing they say in the world that it's called them the pursuit of happiness. If I also ask every single person in here what will bring them joy, what they are looking forward to, it is very, very different. Some people, they just want their family, right? as long as my family is together, my family is happy, I am happy. Some people, it is about, like, um, it is about wealth. Some people, it is about personal growth. Every single person is quite different. But the thing about God is that whatever your story is, whatever that thing is that you have laid upon your heart, 
He wants to have communion with you. He wants you to bring it back to him. They know, people in YC, they know this. Like, my favorite person in the Bible is who? David. I love David so very much. One of the reasons why I love David so very much is that no matter what happens, he always came back to God. If he was having a good day, he talked to God about it. If he was having a bad day, he talked to God about it. Even if he boasted, he boasted in God. He had everything, but he never for one say, this is who David is. No. He's always, this is who God has made me. He boasted in the Lord. He trusted in God. And also, I was actually stick with the story of David. Because that's a very good example. God told him he was going to be king. After they anointed him as king, they still sent him back to the field. Because the time wasn't right yet. What have you been praying for that has not come true yet? What is that thing that God has laid on your heart that you've actually given up on? If it's God has actually laid it on your heart, He will make it happen. As long as it's God has made a prayer on your heart, it will happen. But in His own time. In His own time. I think that is where we all get it wrong at times. I want this, I want this now. As they call us, the new generation, they say they are like the microwave generation. You put the food in the, um, in the oven, and like, um, sorry, in the microwave. Three minutes later, the meal is ready. But there is a big difference between that meal in the microwave and that meal that has actually been fed. I don't know about you guys, but I remember growing up, and when like, we would have like a Sunday dinner or whatever, the prep started the day before. The day before, they had to marinate the meat, they had to like get the veg, the veg was being cut, everything was being cut. It started the day before. All through the night, like literally they leave the meat in the fridge to season to marinate properly. Um, they was already cut and everything was already ready. Then the next morning they start again. And by the time the food comes out, it is so amazing. You can actually feel the love in the food. Unlike a food that you just go, you go to Iceland and like you get the, uh, what's it called? <laughs> you get the, I'm not, I'm not in Iceland, but there is a difference. There is a big difference and we all know this. Likewise with God, it is a process. It's very, very important that you are patient. It is actually even one of the gifts of the Spirit as well. Patience. When you talk to God, at the right time, I will bring you to pass. That's what God says. And look at David. Look at how he, like, he had to go back into the bed into, um, to go take care of the, uh, the sheep. And he did not mind. He did not complain one day. He was just there enjoying himself, living his best life. And that's another thing. While you're waiting for God, still live your best life. Trust in God. Know that if he told you that he will do it, he will do it. All this thing about like literally, don't let it bring you down. Because God is actually prepping you. At that point when David, when he was anointed king, he was still a teenager. He didn't know much about life at all. Imagine him becoming king then. He would have ruined the whole thing. But God knew he needed time. And the training he got from that, from that um, little time that he spent, in the, that was what he used. When he faced Goliath, one of the first things he told Goliath was that literally like, the same God that helped me kill the bears and the lions will help me with you as well. It's that same God that is standing with me right now. 
So if he hadn't been through killing the bears and the lions, I bet he would have seen the lion. He would have even talked twice. He would have run away. But because of what he went through and his hard, in the hardest time of his life, that was where he could actually, you know what? I've done this before. It might not be you, but I've met, I've met other, other giants before and I can actually do this. I appreciate your values. Because if there are no values, there can never be any peaks. If values do not exp- um, exceed, um, if they do not exist, there will never be peaks. So while God is taking you through your value, He's actually building you. He's molding you into who He wants you to be. And as much as yeah, we have joy as Christians, like literally, like the joy of the Lord is our strength, and like we are always rejoicing about everything. At the same time, when you're going through those times, it will not be all rosy. And I told, them, I always tell them, like, like literally, like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, we come up here, we sing, and we praise God, which is quite good. But I'm telling you, times will come when life will hit you. Life will hit you hard. And when life hits you hard, I've seen men, men, some of the strongest men I know, fall to their knees because of what life gets, uh, takes them through. What now happens then? You still call on the same God. You hang on to him. Because there's a part of the Bible that also says that literally like, we can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it in our own strength. We need to actually believe in God. We need to actually trust in him. I saw a video the other day, which I thought I was going to share, but because of time, I will not share it. It's about a butterfly. So a caterpillar. Like it, it was this uh, little caterpillar that was like going around, going around, eating food, and like it was okay. And how he from there turned into a pooper, like literally like was hanging off um, a ceiling or whatever for a while. Then after a while, the, that thing started changing color. The pooper started changing color. And before you know what's happening, but the man said something that while he was hanging up from that place where he was hanging, that if anyone was to cut the pooper, like to open the pooper up, that that would kill the butterfly. He needed that time, that process, to actually become a butterfly. Till you get to that place. And at the right time, the right things will happen. But we all need to keep on trusting in God. And I love how, like, the Bible, time and time again, there were different people that went through the same thing. Joseph was another good example. He was a child when they told him that, oh, yeah, that the stars will bow to you and all that. And he was really looking forward to it. Like, oh, yeah, the stars will bow to you. What did he go through? He went through hell. Even his brother sold him. He got mistreated. He got thrown in prison. He, like, literally, he went through the toughest times. But God never left him alone. And him himself, whatever he went through, he still called on God. Because he knew that that was the only way he could survive. That he needed God in his life. I could mention so many people in the Bible. And it's so funny how today when we pray, I'm like, oh yeah, I heard someone praying the other day and they're like, oh yeah, God, I want the spirit of Paul. And I looked at the person. Do you know what Paul went through before he got to where, got to where he went? So for you to want that spirit, that means you want to go through that as well. Because you're like, no, 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 I didn't mean it that way. 
It just shows you. We all want the glory, but no one wants the process. And life is all about a process. Young people, YC, like literally, you guys are where you are right now. School and all that. Don't get me wrong. I know you guys want to grow up quick. You want to start life. But enjoy where you are. Take it one step at a time. Your time will come. Your time will come. When you're ready, you, Lord will tell you you're ready. You will know you're ready. But right now, enjoy it. Every single person in here in this room, they will tell you the same thing. Enjoy your youthfulness. Because as much as you think it's going to be long, before you know what's happening, it's like, oh yeah, I'm a grown up. Oh, I want to go back. You cannot go back anymore. So enjoy it now. And I love how, like, literally, you guys have actually chosen from this young age to actually, like, become closer to Christ. I tell people, like, literally, me personally, one of the reasons why I became close to Christ, I had no choice. My cousin will tell you, my nan, I actually got two cousins here, they'll tell you. Our nan gave us no choice. We got dragged to church at first. Like, literally, Sunday morning, my nan will be like, okay, so, like, we stayed with our nan for a while, and she'll be like, oh, yeah. I'll be downstairs in 10 minutes. I dare you not to be there waiting for me. <laughs> so that way, everyone, even if you're just waking up, you're putting on your jeans and like, you're putting on everything. You're running outside. Because as much as man is the sweetest person ever, you didn't want to get angry. And we ran downstairs. And the car, like literally, like, everyone just went into the car. You didn't care where you were sitting. Like literally, as long as you were in the car before man got downstairs. And we went from that to like being forced so kind of like, okay, you know what? There might be something here for me, you know? And bit by bit, we started falling in love with Christ. Like. But it took a lot, though. It did not happen overnight. It did not happen overnight. And she would always call to check up on us. How were you doing when she was alive? And she would ask you how your life is and how your spiritual life is. The very first message I preached here was about bench warmers. That was from my nan. She said, you go to church. What are you actually doing? No, do you, you cannot just attend church. That means you're warming the chairs for them. They don't want bench warmers. You need to actually be doing something. Heaven, for instance, there are so many ministries we have. And I know there are so many people in here that do not, they just turn up. Sunday morning they turn up and that's it. Look for a ministry. And that's a beautiful thing about God. Every single gift he has given you, there's somewhere where you can actually use it. Talk to them. Talk to the likes of Paula. Talk to the likes of um, Ophir. We've got Deacons. We've got Simon. We've got Hazel. The people at the back. Ask them if there's anything you can do. Oh, this is who I am. This is what I can do. How can this apply? What can I do for the church? And you will get something doing. Because all of these things, they actually build you up as a person as well. They will build you up as a person. Going back to my message. So the God, will, God will actually use those valleys, those low places, to prepare you for your high places. And I will tell you, there are loads of low places. But if you stick through them, if you do stick through them, your peaks, the peaks that you will see in life, they are like no other. I was watching something the other day, and they were um, about people that went to um, that were uh, mountain climbers and whatever. I know definitely I would never climb a mountain. That's out of the picture. I, <laughs> I wasn't built that way. Not for the risk, not for the... I'm not doing that, but 
It was actually beautiful seeing other people do it. And through the journey, you could see them. They were sweating. It took them hours. I can't remember what man did. I think it took them about seven hours to get to the top. And I was like, why are they actually doing this? It didn't make sense to me. But then when they got to the top and they showed the view, oh my God, it was amazing. But for them to see that view, they had to walk for seven hours. Imagine that. Getting geared up, like, yeah, weighing everything. We gotta go. Seven hours, like, literally trekking and pulling everyone. Dinner ready to go, no, no, we gotta go, let's go, let's go. And then, like, literally, like, and we can't even, like, why? Why are we going? Then suddenly you get to the top of the mountain, as I, like, oh, this is why. The view you get at the end. Likewise, in your Christian life, when you go through those tough times, yeah, I ha- I've had times where like, literally like, life was like so crazy or so bad where like, literally, I would have to have a cry with God. I actually even have a chair in my, uh, in my flat right now, in my living room, and that's like my chair where like, when things are really going crazy, I just sit down there. And I take a minute. If I have to cry, I have to cry. If I have to praise, I have to praise, whatever it is. And I just like, I'm laying it down before you. Because as much as we try, you cannot do everything on your own. It is through God. God strengthens and gives us that strength. When you get to that part where you think, oh yeah, there is no way forward. That's when you let God know, let God do it. When I first came to this church, there was this analogy someone gave. I can't remember who did, who said, who preached that message. And they were like, um, the shores of a, um, of a beach that literally, you saw two footsteps going together. And then suddenly, you, only, um, you saw two sets of foot, uh, footprints. And then suddenly, you only saw one set of footprints. And like literally, and they were like, what does that mean? And God was like, when you saw two steps of footprints, that was you and God walking. God had you like holding you in your hands. And when you only saw one set of just one person walking, that was God carrying you. Because you did not have the strength to actually go through whatever was in front of you. And it's just like so amazing to think that when that time comes and your strength fails, that you can always rely on God. Because he's got you no matter what happens. He's got you. But I will tell you this, your faith will be tested. You cannot say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. Nah. It's not by saying you're a Christian. It is your acts. Things will happen that will test your faith. Things will go wrong knowingly. God knows why things have gone wrong. Just to see how you react. Many, many years ago, when I saw, like, literally, I saw a picture <laughs> of me and my dad. And my dad was, it was probably about my height then. But I was like, way here. And I can remember at that point, how I used to look up to him. And I knew whenever he was around that I was safe. It was, I, I couldn't even like define why. But I knew that whatever was happening, wherever I was, as long as that man was in that room or in that environment, I was the safest person ever. Just because of his presence. And God was telling me, that is how it is. That's how I am with you. There's a part of the Bible that talks about God telling us 
that we should have faith like little children. That when you come to God, believe that. Don't even, there is no hesitation. And when you start believing, that's when grace comes in. A very good example. Let's say John was on the stage. He was talking to everyone. Or Dave was on the stage. He was talking to everyone. And they hear the voice of any one of their kids. What do you think will happen? Like their kids were in, were in danger or whatever. Oh, think they would leave everyone and go after their kids. Because for them, that's their priority. That comes first. And when grace comes, that is what grace, well, that's what grace means. God will literally leave everything just for that one person. But because of you, any day, any time, you can call on God. And he's always there for you. And it's just so amazing to think that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Creator of the heavens and the earth, he loves me so much. That he will do anything. He will go to any length just to make sure that I am okay. But for him to do that, I need to show that I am willing. There is an African adage that says, it's only the kid. when you see two kids crying, if one is crying this way and one is crying this way, which one would you carry first? The one that lifted a hand. That is always the case. If you come to God, God is there for you. But if you refuse to come to God, man, you're on your own. He's always willing. And time and time in the Bible, he said about how willing he is. That when you're ready to come unto him, that he is there, he is waiting for you. You know that literally, when they talk about a proper gentleman, that's who God is. He does not force his way into your life. He gives you that option, he gives you that choice. Even the stories I've, I've heard from the lady and from the two girls I spoke today, they spoke like what they said. God did not force his way into their lives. He waited, he showed them patiently that this is me, this is my love for you. And from there, look at where they are now. And they are still going places. And no matter how old you are, no matter how long you've been a Christian, always come back to God. Let your faith be undiluted. I have things I have been working on for years, and they, there have been points where I'd be like, God, this is not happening. What is happening? This is not, I'm going to give up. And I hear that still voice. One more time. One more time. I hear that voice. Have you forgotten? And I think that's the amazing thing about human beings. We got selective amnesia. Because we are quick to forget. No, seriously, most of us are quick to forget where we are, where God brought us from. When things go wrong, we're like, oh, God has gone wrong. What about all the time we went right? What about all the time he, he saved you? One of the best ones is that when you get yourself in a situation where you're like, God, if you gave me out of this, I'll never do it again. We've all been there. Please give me out of this, I'll never do it again. Guess what? Some of us will still do it again. But because we call on God, he will still come. He will still help us out. And that's just his love for us. Same way, each and every one of us, we need to build our faith. Our believe in him has to go to the next level. The same way a child will see their dad. But all these people, all these young people, even the ones in there, they wake up every morning, they know there's food on the table. Whatever mommy and daddy has to do, they will provide for them. They don't care. They wake up, food is there. Likewise with God as well. 
He will provide for each and every one of your needs. But you have to actually trust in him that much. You have to believe in him. And while you're waiting for that thing you prayed for to come true, live your best life. How? By praising God. Blessing God. When things go right, come to God. When things go wrong, come to God. That was one of the Emily said it as well. Whatever you're going through, pray to God. Talk to God about it. Let it be a constant conversation going on, non-stop. Non-stop conversation. Because that period, God is using it to bring you closer to Him, whatever it is you're going through. So guys, please and please, each and every one of you, check where you are with God. That you believe with God, you trust in God. Let it be renewed. This goes back to where we started. Philippians 4. I can do all things. Not one thing, not two things. All things. Through Christ that strengthens me. Do not forget that. If I was to read this, Psalm 51 says, A broken spirit as a sacrifice. God wounds despise a heart that is broken. When you come to God, come with a broken spirit. Basically, be humble. Be you. You are, that is where you're meant to be vulnerable. When you're vulnerable with God, in God's presence, I promise you, you will be strong everywhere else. My nan will say, the way my nan says it is that if you come before God naked, God will cover you in front of everyone else. No matter what, every single person in here, we all have our lapses. No one is perfect. But God will actually cover those aspects of your life that are not perfect. And no one will even know. Do you know how many times I've turned up to like probably a project or whatever where I did not know what I was doing? And the Spirit of God would just be like, oh, I talk to that person. And you talk to that person. And I they will take over. They'll do whatever. And at the end of the day, I'm meant to be the lead. But they know what they're doing. I didn't know what I'm doing. But I spoke to the right person. And they'll take you through it. Likewise in life, God will do things like that for you as well. The second one, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own intelligence. Because a lot of us are really, really smart. We all think we are very, very smart. But I love that part in the Bible that says that I will make the smartest thing look foolish. And I'll make the most foolish things look smart. Because he is God. He has the power to actually do that. He will turn things on their head just for you to be able to do what you need to do. Joshua, there was a part um, when Israel was when they were fighting. Something happened. There was a battle. And for them to win the battle, they needed more time. And Joshua looked up at the sun and like, Dear Lord, we need the sun to last longer. Because the sun was actually going down at that point. Guess what happened? The sun stayed out till they actually finished what they had to do. The sun did not go. The sun was actually there till they didn't need the sun anymore. And God can make the impossible possible for you. But you have to believe in God. You have to know him in all your paths. And he will keep your way straight. Acknowledge him. I tell these people as well. You're going out in the morning. Lord, this is where I'm going. You're studying. God, I'm studying. Help me to study the right path. Lord, help me. Let my knowledge. Let him know everything. I've just met this new friend. Or these new people. I don't know how it's going to go. I'm just starting a new job. How do I go about it? 
Keep God in contact. Let God know where you are and what you're going through. Another one is Philippians 4.4. It says about, be glad in the Lord always. I say again, be glad. That your joy should be a difference. I've got a couple of friends now. They say the only reason why they know I'm coming, even if I'm far away, is that they see my smile. That's just me. That is just the way I am. We've had so many situations where things could have actually gone really, really bad. And a smile changed it. Just a smile. Be happy. Yes, you're not where you're going yet. Yes, you still have a journey to go through. But do it with all grace. Be happy with it. Knowing that you are going somewhere. If you have in your mind, it's almost like you're on a trip. We're going on holiday. If we were to go on holiday and like you had like stopover flights and all that, most people do not like stopover flights because you get cranky and all that. But then you remember where you're going. Uh, you know what? Very soon it's going to be a sunny place. It's going to be nice. We're going to be doing this, the swimming pool and all that. And you look forward to that. The same way as well. Just look at where you're going and enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Guys, with what we've spoken about today, please and please look where you stand in your life. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you've been praying for. I don't know what it is that you're aiming for. But one thing I know for sure is that God has got each and every one of you. And if you call on him, he, he's there for you. But you need to come with that. That same way where I knew that when my dad was in the room, I was safe. I was good. That same way you should look on God as well. And know that as long as God is around, you are okay. As long as you got God in your life, everything is good. Never ever let that leave your mind. Never, never. No matter how old you are. And I love that. We go like, no matter how old you are, you are still babies in the hands of the Lord. The Lord still looks at you as a kid. Because this is the ancient of days. He's been there before time. He's been there all through time. So whatever it is you're going through, he already knows. So please and please, you're believing God. Wherever you are, check yourself. I don't know what you're going through, as I said before. But please and please, you're believing God next move to the next level. The same way every single person I've mentioned from the Bible, they had to believe in God to get through what they went through. Thank you very much, everyone. Let's say a little prayer. Father, Lord, we just thank you for your love. We thank you for everything that you've done for us. And Lord, we just pray, oh Lord, that you give us that faith, that you help us to grow our faith, our believe in you, our trust in you. That Father, oh Lord, whatever we go through, that you help us just to be, to have the right attitude to go through whatever we need to go through. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.